0: Hello and welcome back. Tonight we're going to be looking at lesson 24 of Pastor Merritt's Old Testament overview. We'll start right at the top. There won't be any review to look at. And so before we begin, as is our custom, let's remember 1 John 1 9 as may or may not be necessary. Lesson 24 of the Old Testament Overview, point one. Last lesson, we taught Genesis chapter 12, verse one through three, and the doctrine of the four unconditional covenants. Point two. Now two, let's return to verse four. Genesis 12, four. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him Lot went with him, and Abram was seventy five years old when he departed out of Haran. 3.1 Verse 4 So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. 3.2 It is a great thing to obey God and to obey him meticulously. The fact that Abram allowed his old father to go along with him was a repudiation of God's stated protocol. This is what many denominations do today. They choose to accept only parts of the word, not all of the word. 3.3 Only the obedience of faith is in view here. When the Lord tells the story in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, there is no hint of the delayed obedience. It is one straight account of Abraham's travels, and it reads, By faith Abraham obeyed, when he was called to go out. Hebrews 11.8 By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. 3.4. And Lot went with him. 3.41. Of all of the adulterers of the land of Ur, it would seem that only Lot caught the same vision given to Abraham and Sarah. Lot believed God. Something in the faith and life of his uncle, Abraham, showed him the glory that had been revealed to Abraham. Lot would go with Abraham to the end. 3.42 Lot would not be as strong as Abraham. He would cause Abraham a lot of trouble. He would not even be able to save his wife. But he himself would be justified by faith and reach the heavenly land as well as the land of Canaan. 3.4.3 Take note of how important Lot was. Adam and Gomorrah could not be destroyed until Lot had been rescued. All believers are important to God, even the most negative believer. Every member of the family of God is a member of the body, and the body cannot function properly without each member. Genesis 19, verse 22. But flee there quickly because I cannot do anything until you reach it. That is why the town was called Zor. Genesis 19:23 and 24. By the time Lot reached Zor, the sun had risen over the land. Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. First Corinthians chapter 12 verses 12 through 18. For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, it is therefore not of the body. And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, it is it therefore not of the body? If the body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? Now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body, as it hath pleased him. Point four. Genesis 12.5 And Abram took Sarah his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, Then to the land of Canaan, they came. 4.1 They went forth, they came. 4.11 There was no dallying now. They started and they arrived. The life of faith consists in pressing on to the end of the road and spiritual maturity. 4.12 God had given the promise, I will, I will, these promises were unconditional. When Abram stepped out and traveled, it was the proof that he believed the I will of the promise. 4.13 The Holy Spirit in the New Testament teaches us that the gospel was preached to Abraham when God said, In thee shall all nations be blessed. Galatians eight. Galatians 38 through 3:11. read The Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be pleased through you. So those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. All who rely on observing the law are under a curse, for it is written. Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Clearly, no one is justified before God by the law, because the righteous will live by faith. Point five, Genesis twelve six. Abram passed through the land unto the place of Shechem, unto the plain of Moray, and the Canaanite was then in the land. 5.1, the Canaanite was then in the land. If you're not following along in the outline, which can be found on WestBankBibleForce.com, the Old Testament, lesson number 24, then you don't see there's a map. that shows there, and from time to time, we have different visuals in the outline if you want to take a look at that. These were the sons of Ham, and they intended to oppose the way of God's people at every step. The Canaanites were demon-possessed peoples. Satan made sure his people would do everything possible to block the way of God's promise. 6. Frequently, the Old Testament speaks of the gods of the various nations surrounding Israel in general terms. Let's review some of that which we know. 6.1 The Moabites had Chemosh, and the Ammonites had Moloch slash Molech or Milcom. 1 Kings 11.7 Then did Solomon build a high-fence place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, in the hill that is before Jerusalem. For Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. 6.11. Chemosh was the god of the underworld. Chemosh is also called Altar in Babylonia in the 2nd millennium BC. He was equated with Nergal, the god of the underworld. 6.12. The worship of Molech included child sacrifices and sexual perversion. 2nd Kings chapter 23 verse 10. Josiah defiled Topheth, which is in the valley of the children of Hinnom. No man might make his son or his daughter to pass through the fire of Molech. Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 31 through 33. And they have built the high places of Tophet. Which is in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to burn their sons and their daughters in the fire, which I commanded them not, neither came it into my heart. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that shall no more be called Tophet, nor the valley of the son of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter. For they shall bury in Tophet. Shall there be no place. And the carcasses of this people shall be meat for the fowls of the heaven and for the beast of the earth, and none shall fray them away. 6.13 Topeth was in an area in the valley of Hinnom, just south of Jerusalem, where child sacrifices were made to the deity Molech. 6.14 There is evidence the Amorites also worship Hadad and Anath. It would seem the Amorite deities were forced upon the Canaanites by the invading Amorites. 6.15 Wycliffe writes, but let me pause there for a minute. I was talking to Pastor Merritt uh, yesterday and today different influences he's had in his teachings he mentioned them he said you know i have it up on my my profile on the website you know wycliffe we've quoted him before but there are others and we'll quote them from time to time or he quotes them and i just i just read them to you he thinks it's important that you know they get credit uh, for all the good work they did it's to include uh, Chafer, Feinberg, Ironside, Keck, Pentecost, Ryrie, Theme Jr., Unger, Walverd, and Wiest. Uh, personally, knew uh, Bob Keck. He was co pastor with Pastor Merritt when I was dating his daughter some many years ago. I uh, sat in on uh, Bob Theme Jr.'s service when he came to Pensacola. But just again, wanted to mention them and uh, a shout out, you know, is I guess the term we use today uh, to all of them and all the good work they did. Thank you. But here we go 6.15 Wycliffe writes The gods of the Amorites were somewhat like the later Canaanite pantheon. The Temple of Ishtar at Mari and the Temple of Dagon at Babylon were Amorite shrines. Dagon or Dagon, Dod, and Aneth seemed to have been Amorite deities forced upon the Canaanites by the invading Amorites from the Middle Euphrates region. This is inferred from the discoveries at Ras a Graphic map. 6.2 Much of the information about the gods of the Canaanites come from ancient records found in various digs located in Syria. Most at an ancient site called Ugarit. 6.3 the chief god of the Assyrian pantheon was Ashur. 631. The Assyrian pantheon was somewhat like that of Babylonia. 32. Both localities' Semitic deities replaced the older Sumerian gods of Babel, in some cases, absorbing their functions and titles. 6.4 chief god of the Canaanites was El, who had a son named Baal, who was the storm god known as the one who prevails, the exalted one or lord of the earth. Asherah was the wife of El and mother of 70 other gods. 6.41. The Canaanite pantheon is best known for the mythological text of Ras-Shamra, although other information comes from Philo and Byblos north of Sidon. 6.42 Baal was not only the storm god, but he was also called the vegetation god. mythology, Baal is enthroned on a lofty mountain in the Northland. 6.43 during Ahab's reign in Israel eight seventy four to eight fifty three, El and Baal became the chief god of Israel. six point five At Tyre, in the north a god named Asherah is said to be Baal's wife. There was also found here and in other places in Canaan, evidence of the worship of Dagon, Moloch. Vesphi and Ramon. 6.51 In the Ras Shamra text, the goddess Anath is the sister and usually the wife of Baal. But in the Old Testament, Ashtoreth, i.e. Asherah, is usually his wife. 6.52 At Tyre, home of Jezebel, Asherah was said to be Baal's wife. 6.53 In the south in Egypt, the gods were so numerous, given so many different names, it is difficult to trace their worship practices. 6.54 We can, from Egyptology, find mention of Apis the bull or Apis, Api, the god of the Nile, Hathor, the goddess of love and beauty, Sihor, the god of the underworld. 6.55. According to the Pyramid Text, the Book of the Dead, and other early Egyptian literature, there were over 1200 deities known to the Egyptians. 6.56. The chief of these deities were Apis, the bull of Memphis, Api, the Nile god, Hathor, Goddess of love and beauty, Ma'at, the god of right and order, Sothis, the dog star, Sihor, the god of the underworld, Shu, the god of the air, and Toth, the scribal god. 6.6. The gods of the Itamite are sometimes mentioned as the gods of Seir. 6.7. The chief god of the Hittite. Was Teshub, the storm god. Although they seemed to also worship the gods of the Canaanite, the Hittite empire took in most of eastern Turkey, extending south through most of modern Syria. Six point eight, the Philistine worshipped Dagon, Ashdod, Ashtoreth, and Beelzebub. Six point nine, the Syrians worshipped variants of the Canaanites such as Baal, Hadad, and Ramon. 6.10 The gods of the Babylonians were important to Israel in the closing centuries of the kingdom and during the exile. 6.10.1 There were more than 700 deities listed in Babylonia. The Semitic conquerors of the Sumerians accepted the native gods and added their own. 6.10.2. 6.10.2. The situation was further complicated by the fact that each city state had its own pantheon. 6.11. The gods of the Canaanites were mentioned along with those of other inhabitants of Canaan in connection with the conquest of the land. 6.12. Other tribes mentioned in scriptures include the Amorites. The Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. 6.13. Except for the Hittites, the other tribes were closely allied to the Canaanites and probably worshipped the same deities. 6.14. The gods of the Philistines include Dagon, worshipped at Gaza, and Ashdod. Ashtoreth, worshipped at Ashkelon, and Baalzebub, worshiped at Ekron. 6.15. The gods of the Syrians are probably variants of the older Canaanite pantheon. Theorophoric names such as Ben-Hadad and tab rimion bear witness to the worship of Baal under the guise of the Amorite Hadad, also known as Rimmon. 6.16 Little wonder that the devil in the 7th century AD had to change his plan and get a more sophisticated, monotheistic facsimile of Judaism, Christianity, to replace the worn-out pagan pantheon. 6.17 It was hard for people to believe the myths and the folklore of the Hittites, Canaanites, Egyptians, Edomites, Moabites, etc., with their vile practices of sanctified debauchery and child sacrifice under the guise of religion. 6.18 Accordingly, the Muslim faith was born in about 600 A.D., when what would appear to be an offshoot of Judaism and Christianity came on the scene of Arab history. Now let's return to our study in Genesis chapter 12, verse 7. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded an altar unto the Lord, who appeared unto him. 7.1 And the Lord appeared unto Abram. 7.11 There were to be great trials, great struggles, and great blessings. The Lord who called Abram at the beginning now appears to him as he enters the land. With God, such is always the case. His grace meets us at every point in our journey. 7.12 A nation may put soldiers on the field of battle, without sufficient ammunition and supplies. But not so with God. There is always enough of His grace to go around. battle, recall, is the Lord's. 1 Samuel 17, verse 47 And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and He will give you into our hands. 7.2 Unto thy seed. 7.21 God has never required anything of a believer that he has not already furnished. 7.22 God demands righteousness and provides Christ. God demands conflict and he, himself, comes to fight for his own. From Exodus 14, verse 14. In the verses, Exodus chapter 14, verse 13 through 16. Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. 7.23 The New Testament tells us that God was not promising something solely to the physical descendants of Abraham, but that he was promising it to Christ. 7.24 now the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring. It does not say, and to offsprings, referring to many, but referring to one. And to your offspring, which is Christ. From Galatians chapter 3, verse 16. I'll read Galatians three sixteen through 18. The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. The scripture does not say, and to seeds, meaning many people, but, and to your seed, meaning one person, who is Christ. What I mean is this. The law, introduced 430 years later, does not set aside the covenant previously established by God and thus do away with the promise. 4. If the inheritance depends on the law, then it no longer depends on a promise. God, in his grace, gave it to Abraham through a promise. 7.25 In modern language, it would be, God, party of the first, makes a promise to Abraham and Christ, joint parties of the second part. But suppose that Abraham goes bankrupt. That makes no difference as long as Christ Remain solid. 7.26 The promises are sure because they were made by God the Father. And that's the end of lesson number 24. Almost got ahead of myself and said 25. Hey, we thank you for listening once again. Daily contact with Pastor Merritt. He's trying to get me better educated and you can tell by the A lot of the pronunciations I do on some of the names and places. I've got a long way to go. But again, I thank you for putting up with me. And in closing, if there's anyone without Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, remember, just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. So long.